gathered people of God, God knows you and loves you. God watches over you night and day. God sends his messengers to guide you. Open your heart and listen carefully. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please stand. Today's first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Second reading is from Exodus chapter 20, verses 20 to 21. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come only to test you and to put the fear of him upon you so that you do not sin. Then the people stood at the distance while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Here end the readings. Please meet my mom, Hedvig Wall, or Hedy, as she is known in the United States. This is a photo of her as a baby. She's cute, right? Who wouldn't love a cute baby like that? You might be surprised. Shortly before my mom's third birthday, her mother took her to a stranger's house and left her there with only a small briefcase of clothing. From then on, my mom was seemingly not known or loved for many years. It wasn't until adulthood that my mom understood why. Giving her away was the ultimate act of love by her parents. Her mother and father knew they could not save themselves, but there was a chance they could save their only child. My mother is a Dutch Jew who was born in Amsterdam just before the start of World War II. She was one of about 140,000 Jews living in Holland before the Holocaust. By the end of the war, more than 75% of them were murdered, including my mother's young parents, Heinz and Sophia Wall. Let's see if this works. There they are. These are her parents. They were killed in the Nazis' camps, and these are the only photos my mom has of her parents. My mom's parents knew that to keep their baby with them would most likely mean the end of her life because children were killed on arrival in the death camps. My mom's parents loved their daughter so much they were willing to part with her in order to give her a chance of, at life. But I can imagine that life probably ended for them well before they were sent to the notorious Auschwitz death camp in Poland. Life could never be the same after they left their beloved child with strangers. Can you imagine giving your precious son or daughter up to strangers who would not nurture, love, feed, and care for your child? The agony of not knowing what would become of her if she would even survive, and not being able to explain to her why. It was too dangerous for my mom to know she was a Jew. In her innocence, she might tell the wrong person. Can you imagine the trauma for your child thinking that she, that she thought you didn't want her anymore? If, God forbid, any of us were in the same position, could we find the courage and strength to do what my grandparents did? I don't know if I could. 
My mom says that you don't know how you will act during wartime. She says that people behave very differently when they are desperately trying to survive. I pray that none of us ever finds out. The people that my grandparents paid to house and protect her didn't keep her, my mom that is. It wasn't safe to harbor a Jewish child. My mom spent the war years often homeless, neglected, starving, ill and frightened. How is it possible that this little child survived years of war, including bitter winters with no one caring for her? My mom's survival is a miracle, yet she says she doesn't believe in God. She says, what kind of God would have allowed the Holocaust to happen? Yet, when I told my mom I would be speaking to you today about this, she surprised me. She said that throughout the war, she always felt like someone was watching over her. I'm not sure who she means, but there is evidence of her being watched over. There was the time the Nazi soldier put my mom off a train that was evacuating residents of an area being hit by Allied bombs. A small child, my mom stood alone on the train station, or the, the train platform, frozen in fear as the ground shook from the bombs that fell close by. A woman suddenly grabbed my mom and took her home to safety, thinking she had food in her backpack. Or the time the butcher took my mom off the street and into a bomb shelter for protection. Or the boy who lifted my mom, suffering from frostbite, onto his shoulders and out of the snow. Or the nuns who combed the lice from my mom's hair. Maybe she didn't feel love from the people around her, and she didn't feel known and loved by God, but maybe in those acts by strangers, there was love and protection. Without them, maybe she wouldn't have survived. Somehow, my mom, so young, small and vulnerable, was seen and protected, known and loved by God. There are times in our lives where we may feel that God has left us, where we don't feel God's love. Maybe, as in my mom's case, it's not always obvious, but it is there. Maybe we are known and loved by God through the actions of others. If we look back at times when we face challenges, maybe there were subtle signs of God's love and support that helped us persevere. And maybe God's love is demonstrated through our own actions as representatives of God. Maybe we all have the ability to be angels of God, to help those around us who are struggling, suffering, and in need. Our support, our acts, may be the difference in helping someone emotionally and even physically survive the challenges he or she may be facing. In my mom's case, here is the value of one life and why she was known and loved and meant to survive. After moving between three countries, she finally felt known and loved when she met my dad. This is their wedding photo, obviously. And from her one life, there is now a growing family, see if this works, of 17. My mom's parents knew and loved her, and God knew and loved my mom. Born as a result of that love, I believe that it's now incumbent upon everyone in this photograph to know and love all who we come into contact with. Our sages explain that even in our darkest moments, there is evidence of God's love and caring. It's our duty to keep our eyes open, ever vigilant, for the opportunity to be God's messenger or angel and to know and love each other. That's the end of my homily. However, I'd like to acknowledge two people who are here today. My mom, well actually three. My mom, Hetty, and my dad, who's also a Holocaust survivor, are in Miami and they've been listening to this chapel service thanks to FaceTime. I wanna tell them thank you for their help with this homily and please know that you are very much known and loved. I also want to highlight another Holocaust survivor who you met earlier in the service, Clara Knopfler, who has honored me by being here with us today on her 90th birthday. Thank you for being here. 
and for your wonderful friendship. A very happy birthday, and may God continue to know and love you as much as all of us do. Thank you. God who knows us and loves us, we pray to you. We pray to feel your presence among us. We pray for your guidance and protection. Let us be your messengers, your angels, to do good and show your glory to the world. Amen. Amen.